Wondering how to take the first step on your move to Raleigh? The Revision Relocation Cast has got your back. Listen every month for new tips and tricks from relocation experts local to the area. And remember to stay revision on your short-term trips to Raleigh. Welcome to the Revision Raleigh Relocate Cast, your number one source for relocating to Raleigh. I am your host, Claudia, and today we are joined by Brian Farmer, the Managing Director and Vice President of Leon Associates, which is a commercial real estate servicer. And we are going to be discussing the impact of COVID on commercial real estate and the hybridization of offices today. So welcome to the show, Brian. Hi, I'm Brian Farmer with Leon Associates in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, managing director here. I've been in the commercial real estate business for almost 25 years, all in Raleigh and Durham. Uh, I am an office specialist and uh, specializing in both selling and leasing of office spaces and buildings for national clients, for local clients, and uh, regional investors um, as well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries at all. Thank you so much for being on, Brian. So we're going to get started. Um, and I want to ask you first off, um, among all of this kind of complete upheaval of how um, people are working these days, <laughs> we've heard a lot about the phrases of hybrid offices and co-working. So I just wanted to ask you, what? how would you define that um, style of working? So hybrid offices and co-working. Sure. Yeah, they're definitely two different things. Um, I'll start with the co-working side. So Co-working has been around a little while, uh, even prior to COVID. And, uh, it's really when you lease a defined area, uh, and, and these leases are signed by small to mid-sized companies, um, and, and the uh, co-working has a shared amenity in place, whether it's conferencing, you know, sometimes many conferences, sometimes it's just one, uh, reception area, work areas, and um, break areas, and even some play areas in some of these uh, larger co-working operations. Right. As as many more small companies are launched, I, I think co-working becomes even more necessary than it has been. Um, this has been especially true during COVID, uh, which has been the great resignation, uh, if you will. Uh, that's the term you keep hearing out there. Uh, but what we're seeing are record amounts of new businesses, and those new businesses some of them are tired of working from home or they're just not set up to work from home. And so they want a small space where they can come in and operate and have a, uh, a hub. And then you have the uh, hybrid office side. Hybrid office to me is what many companies are now using to get their employees back into the office and, and accommodate employees changing needs and social distancing. What I'm seeing is you, you take an area of the space, you know, typically it's an open area, uh, maybe it has cubicles, maybe it has an open desk environment, and they're really defining the flex spaces, uh, which are going to be areas used by the hybrid employees. We also see flex time schedules with some, uh, with some companies where, you know, an example, let's say Susie comes in the office Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and John, who sits right next to her, and if they were both there at the same time, they would probably be too close, but John comes in, you know, at different times. Maybe it's Tuesday and Thursday or after or late on a Friday, and that, uh, that seems to meet a lot of folks' needs right now and gets them more comfortable in coming back in the space, so seeing all kinds of different versions of this, and tenants are, are, are really figuring this out still, and they're using the uh, Furniture vendors and IT vendors that I know have been very busy during during COVID and during all the sh shuffling around of 
of uh, work from home and hybrid work schedules. Right. And so you said that, you know, the, the flex scheduling, you said specifically it's helping right now, but do you think that this is kind of evidence of maybe a trend that will have a much longer tail into the future? Yes, I definitely think that uh, it's a trend that will continue. Um, there's been lots of money invested into larger co-working deals. Um, a lot of these companies are still continuing to expand uh, and, you know, even during COVID. Uh, Spaces is one of those big players. Industrious is another one. You know, COVID has slowed down their expansion some, but if you look at many of the new Class A projects in different markets, they are looking at deals with these tenants. And typically these leases are, you know, very long-term, you know, 10 to 15 years, and um, they lease a lot of space, 20 to 50,000 square foot is their their normal model. Um, And that really depends on the market. If it's a smaller market, going to be smaller space. If it's larger, you know, 50,000 would be a, you know, probably a couple floors in a larger market, but I think it's here to stay. Right. Definitely. I think I do as well. Um, and you even touched on this actually, but can you describe for me, like how the pandemic specifically has changed this local office market, um, in the triangle and in Raleigh, and then comparing that to the national level, I feel like, you know, Raleigh is kind of a microcosm of all things that are going on in other metro areas. So I'm interested in hearing your take on that. Sure. Yeah. At the, at the onset, there was a, you know, complete lockdown, um, you know, right. No, no one knew the extent of COVID and everyone was really afraid uh, to go into the office, you know, fearing they might, you know, die if they, if they breathe something, you know, in my world, some of those tenants immediately asked for rent support. And we, we started working a lot during these times we're in the initial lockdown to help these tenants, you know, figure out, you know, what are we going to do? You know, we're not using the office. We can't go in. We want, we want some kind of rent abatement. And what we were doing was some owners giving them rent support in exchange for lease extensions. So some of them were doing early extensions to get some uh, rent relief right up front. That blew through pretty quick. Uh, I would say in a matter of two or three months. Yeah. Um, then we had subleasing uh, really hit the market uh, where we saw, you know, large amounts of spaces, both small and large, get put on the market for sublease that basically were not being used. So companies were saying, hey, not going to the office. I think I'll try the sublease and um, get some money back for the rent I'm paying. And that's been going on since. And we, you know, we I've been tracking that, you know, on a quarterly basis. And we're pretty much been hovering around. Um, the last few quarters, a million and a half, two million square feet uh, of sublease space on market. Um, but but we have 60 million feet here in Raleigh-Durham that, that we track that could be leased. Um, so, and that's office space only. So of that, you're really looking at a small percentage uh, that's sublease. However, it's a lot more than what we were seeing pre-COVID. You know, so a lot of these companies immediately went to Zoom and Teams and the technology to work, hold meetings and, and really just collaborate. And of course, with this, you know, vacancy in the office market has moved up from you know, 9% here uh, in Raleigh-Durham to approximately 14%. But I, I don't think this is a horrible stat. It's definitely not great, but it's, uh, it could be a lot worse. You know, i you know, on a national scale, it's, uh, it's in certain markets, it's a lot higher. So you were mentioning, um, you know, the subleasing aspect and how that has kind of become more popular with people retaining their um, commercial space. 
what is that retention rate looking like for now? Are, are people, you know, renewing their leases more often? Are they lease completely changing their leases going to new commercial space? What does that look like right now um, after, you know, about two years of COVID-19? That's a great question. Uh, and of course, all the landlords want to know that right now, right? <laughs> well, I mean, what I've seen is a lot of the office tenants have been um, simply doing hybrid work from home. You know, why they figure this out and, and basically renewing their leases in place. And this kind of re- rebukes the typical growth you know, of a company and where they relocate to a new building because they've grown out of their current building. And because of that, uh, the, the brand new class A offices that, that you're seeing, and I'm, and I'm talking the brand new construction, uh, they're taking much longer to get absorbed in, in the COVID-19 environment. It's just, it's just taking longer um, because of those renewals. And the renewals across the board. I mean, some tenants are saying, "Oh, well, I'll I'll uh, I'll go ahead and commit to a five-year deal. I don't want to mess with this." And some are wanting to just kick the can down the road and do two-year leases, maybe three-year tops, because they can't see out beyond that. Um, so that's that's what we're seeing there. I have clients throughout all this that have that have done. Um, all kinds of different leases uh, in, in the COVID environment. One is a you know hub and spoke model. Uh, I have a, a client that's gone from a 15,000 square foot corporate office. They're doing leases about 1,500 feet, which is much smaller, but the hub and spoke means that they're going into other areas of the triangle, such as Durham, Cary, Wake Forest, and they're leasing smaller spaces. So their, their employees do have somewhere to come in. It's just a smaller space. And rent-wise, it's it's probably going to be a little bit better than what they were paying for their for their large space. So that's that's a hub and spoke model. I've had tenants sign leases for more office space because they wanted to spread out. One of my clients, uh, IXL Learning, they've just leased 45,000 square feet in RTP. They were in about 30. So that's a pretty big that's a pretty big chunk to take down, and they they see themselves continuing to expand. Um, so you have groups that are still aggressively expanding, but I don't think that's the norm. Um, you have some folks that you know lawyers, professional companies that are leasing more private office setups, uh, but I, I don't think that's a trend. In fact, I think that you know people want more open office for the flex offices, like we talked about earlier. And then of course I've had a lot of tenant clients ask me to sublease their space and, you know, just give it up altogether. Um, so what is the current supply and absorption of commercial real estate looking like in Raleigh right now? And do you have any predictions of what the next three, five, 10 years will look like? Yeah. I mean, I, I talked about some of the vacancy stats earlier. I, I think it's really about office usage. So uh, I've been trying to track office usage because uh, if people are not coming to the office, then that's, that's going to be an issue, right? But, uh, you know, of course, vacancy is up, you know, um, you know areas like Dallas at, at uh, 17%, uh, Chicago at, at 20% vacant. But here's the thing about Chicago, they're still only using 25% uh, office use rate. So 75% of people are working from home in, in Chicago, uh, according to the stats I have. Um, you know, pre-pandemic, you were looking at about 8%. I know it was less than 10. It was eight, eight or 9% of people work from home prior to COVID. Well, that really kicked it into gear. Um, so I've seen it as high as, you know, 80% work from home. And, but what we're seeing now is a lot of people coming back into the office. And I think by the summer, we'll be down to, you know, probably 50%. Um, and it will just continue to trickle down from there. That's what I'm hoping for, too. 
Right. It does sound like things are kind of headed back in a direction that we were familiar with a few years ago. But I definitely do think that some of these, you know, experimental changes will have some kind of place in the future. And that's, yeah, some of the numbers you threw out were surprising to me, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the, on the, um, on the sublease side, so it's, you know, it's definitely not all doom and gloom. I mean, the, you know, I mentioned there's some, there, there's some all sizes of subleases, but the smaller spaces are, are getting absorbed. They're getting taken down. Um, it's the larger ones that, you know, above four to 5,000 square feet that are taking a long time to get leased. And so they're sitting on the market. Uh, I have heard, and we have a national call and our San Fran office reported in 400,000 square foot sublease signed and a 450,000 square foot sublease signed. Um, that was in last week's call. I was so excited to hear that. Large tech groups leasing a lot of sublease space. Okay, so the office sector is far from dead. I wanna, I wanna say that for sure. I think office buildings will remain the hub for businesses. You're gonna have continued hybrid work models. I think that is here to stay. You know, tenants want more efficient space programs around the hybrid flex areas. Most tenants want a showcase area with really high-end finishes, furnishings, and you know, a lot of glass to really show off the space. And this is really for hiring. You know, there is still a huge competition for workers. And so tenants leasing space, they want to have that showcase area that impresses people when they come in for a job interview. Uh, another thing that we're seeing is, you know, collaboration areas for teamwork, of course, but also huddle rooms. You know, let's say someone leases an office, but they're not coming to work because they're doing hybrid. Well, that person can go into a, one of the flex areas and uh, give up their office for a huddle room. But I'm very bullish on Raleigh. I, I think our office market it's just going to continue to thrive here. We now have three of the FANG stocks, you know, Apple, Amazon, and Google have all announced big expansions in our area and are doing it. We will continue to have the best universities, hospitals, and of course, low cost of living when you consider, you know, other markets you know, such as LA and, LA and Boston. Uh, and that's why so many people are, are relocating to our area. Do you have an idea of how this kind of hybridization of our office spaces will impact a residential home sale market, uh, specifically in Raleigh, but also on a larger scale? Yeah, I think we've already seen a big impact to residential sector. My, my residential realtor colleagues tell me they, if it's a really good property, they get 20 to 30 offers on listings. You know, and of course, the sellers are picking the cash deals. Uh, and a lot of these folks are from LA, New York, Jersey, Boston, and they're coming in with cash. And, you know, of course, it's raising the prices of houses. But that is, that's a tremendous impact. Uh, I do not see this slowing down uh, as more folks relocate here. People are saying we're in a housing bubble. I, I don't know. I don't see the relocation slowing down here for a while. As far as work from home, you know, houses all must have broadband and fiber. Otherwise, you just can't do it. And so I think that's the first box on the list you have to check. Does it have fiber? Does it have broadband? And also many houses are, are doing two offices instead of uh, instead of one. So, you know, we're both partners can work from home and each have their own space. Also, some people are having classrooms uh, in their house. Luckily, my kids are all in college. You know, a lot of the parents of younger kids are having to deal with teaching them, you know, while working from home. That's got to be tough. I do wonder if that has any kind of correlation to um, the size of the home that people are purchasing, if they're looking for more space or more multi-use rooms in their homes when they're buying these houses to kind of move around the country and do this work from home hybrid lifestyle. Because at Revision, 
a good 50% of our tenants are what I like to call the traveling business person, which is just anyone coming into Raleigh for a job or some kind of opportunity. And then the other 50% are relocators. So people who are just simply coming here to buy a home and then re replant roots in Raleigh. And both types of these visitors at Revision, they're affected by this hybridization because the, since COVID-19, we've actually found it kind of harder to, for marketing purposes, at least to delineate between these types of audience or types of guests, because they sort of are hybrid guests <laughs> where they're moving here because they have a good work mm -hmm. from home opportunity, or they're moving here to find one. So we're really well cornered for both types of guests, which is good because those are the relocating for here for work or just buying a home to relocate um, aside from work are both seeking this sort of lifestyle that we're, we're well attenuated to. So it's really interesting to see how kind of even our, our business model intersects with all of this other crazy stuff happening. Um, but I thank you a lot for coming on the show today. You had a lot of great insight into a commercial real estate that we haven't actually spoken on yet on the show before. So thank you very much for all of that. Sure. My, my pleasure. I love talking about office space. So if you want to chat again, let me know. Thank you for listening to the Revision Raleigh Relocation Cast with your host, Claudia Phillips. To support the podcast, follow Revision Raleigh on the web at Stay Revision on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Revision Raleigh is your number one short-term apartment accommodation in Raleigh, North Carolina. Stay for 30 days and experience the value of comfort and luxury at Revision Raleigh's corporate apartments. 